At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the DC Family Podcast. Gonna have a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but we still got a very solid one. We got nothing to recap here on the first segment in terms of games from Wednesday because, well, there were no games on Wednesday. So what I'm gonna do is we're gonna take a look at everything that we wound up seeing in the first half of the regular season. Take a look at some trends that we wound up finding, some stats that I just wound up finding very interesting in general as well. So we'll dive into those, have any takeaways, be able to do a little bit of trend spotting there. And then in the second segment, gonna give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursdays. We've got six of them and a little something I like to call touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. I've got one or two ways to be able to this in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review if you rate this podcast five stars. And it's very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. We did not really get in too many Twitter questions today, so I'm going to keep this nice and brief. We're going to take a look at what we wound up getting in the MOB during the first half of the season. Teams that were profitable, some takeaways from that, and then in the final segment, going to give you guys my picks and analysis. And I'm actually still out here in Hawaii. I wound up saying lovely Las Vegas. I lied to you. I do apologize about that, but I will be back in lovely Las Vegas 
probably by the time you wind up hearing this tomorrow. So there is that aspect of it. So somewhat of the truth. But with that said, let's dive into some of what we wind up seeing in Major League Baseball during the first half of the season. And we talked a little bit about this with Danielle Alvari on the podcast yesterday. He does a great job with the Los Angeles City cast, powered by Bert Rivers here at VSIM. But there are some teams that you are willing to trust on the run line, and then there are certain teams that are not so trustworthy with that regard. And if you're taking a look at it with the LA Dodgers, even though they've got their Sterling straight up record, they are actually much more profitable if you wind up taking them on the run line rather than the money line. This is one of the things that we wind up taking a look at. They're 60 and 30 straight up this season. And if you bet on them for $100 on the money line in every one of their games, you're pretty much breaking even right now. It's not one of these things in which you'd be down a bunch of money or anything like that, but you're not really gaining a lot of money. They are 53 and 37 on the run line, though, which means that some of these chalkier losses that you wind up taking where they're like minus 210 at home, these become more like minus 120-ish on the run line, so nothing that's necessarily going to break the bank. Meanwhile, in a lot of their wins, of which are like a minus 140 or so favorite, you're going to be able to get a plus price, so they've been much more profitable with that regard. Texas Rangers, they've also been very solid on the run line. Now, keep in mind that when you're getting a run and half, like teams like the Texas Rangers, the Baltimore Orioles, they oftentimes wind up doing you are going to be paying a little bit more on the juice, so it's a little bit less profitable with that regard. But with the Texas Rangers, they have been very good on the run line thus far this season. 452-38, and 38, and with the Baltimore Orioles, 59-33 and 33 overall on the run line. That is 64.1%. Now, once again, a lot of these games, they wind up finding themselves as an underdog, but and especially early on during the season, being able to get a run and a half on them, you're paying much less than, say, a rather pick em game against, like, the... San Francisco Giants and Milwaukee Brewers, for instance, where your favorite is probably not getting much outside of minus 130, unless if you've got a very demonstrative pitching matchup. And I mean, with that, I think it's very important to take a look at how favorites have been able to cover the run line as well, because your number two team outside the LA Dodgers being able to cover the run line uh, as a favorite, that'd be the St. Louis Cardinals. The 47 times that they have been a favorite this season, they've been able to win and cover the run line 25 times. So they have been one of your better teams with that regard. I want to mention this team as being one that you might not want to trust on the run line so much. Houston Astros, they are 36 and 40 on the run line as a favorite. Now they did wind up having a few run lines wind up hitting as a underdog when they were playing in that series against the New York Yankees. And then they did wind up having a heartbreaker in extra innings on a walk-off home run. But that said, I do think that it's interesting to take a look at them because in the role of a favorite, they have not necessarily been able to cover a whole bunch of run lines thus far this season. And the team that I want to mention with Daniel Alvari that's been bad with this regard as well, the Milwaukee Brewers. 26 and 46 on the run line now. A lot of times with the way that their price are going to be finding themselves a plus price as a favorite on the run line, but still, it's been a little bit deplorable there. If you're looking at a team that has been very good to the under this season, well, take a look at two of them in the American League, the Detroit Tigers and the Houston Astros. Both of these teams hitting at a blistering pace on the under with the Detroit Tigers, 61.4%. This is very easy to figure out. The Tigers actually have a top five bullpen in terms of VRA this season. Meanwhile, their offense stinks. They're averaging right around 2.6 to 2.7 runs per game on the road. They are by far the lowest scoring offense out there in baseball. This one makes sense. The Houston Astros, 63.6% of their games have went under the total of the season. A lot of people might find it a little bit strange that the Astros have been an average to below average offense this season. Meanwhile, they and the New York Yankees have been jockeying 
one and two in terms of the best bullpens in terms of ERA out there in baseball. So I do think that that is something that is very interesting to take a look at. I think that that's something to really highlight moving forward because we've been seeing that wind up happening quite a bit. Teams that have been on very good streaks coming into the second half of the season, I think the very obvious one, that would be the Seattle Mariners. They come in winning 14 straight games. This team is absolutely hotter than lava. If you've been betting on them the last few weeks, it has been going very, very well for you. You've also got the Baltimore Orioles. They did wind up having their double-digit win streak sap, but they've won 12 out of their last 14 games. This is a bunch that they come in, they are riding a whole bunch of momentum. If you're looking for teams that have been very fade-worthy recently, though, how about the Chicago Cubs? They're able to fade this team in a wide variety of ways. For one, they were riding, I believe it was a 9 or 10 game losing streak before they wound up winning their last game. Heading into the All-Star break, it has not been necessarily so good, but something that I've noticed over the years with the Chicago Cubs is typically this has been one of the better home teams out there in baseball. Meanwhile, they struggle a little bit on the road for the Chicago Cubs. They're 18 and 32 straight up at home this far this season. It has been a very bad go of it for them. The only team that's been worse at home in the National League That'd be the Washington Nationals. Another team that's been very fade-worthy as they are 1-9 in their last 10 games. And their win wound up coming on the last day before the All-Star break in a little bit of fluky fashion as Spencer Strider wound up getting a little bit lit up in that start zone. And that is reflected in terms of some of the least profitable pitchers out there in the big leagues as well. Because I notice that these teams are very well represented. Hopefully, we wind up getting more starts from Yon Adon because he was the least profitable pitcher out there in the big leagues. If you want a betting on him, if you want a betting $100 on the money line on Yohan Adon at every one of his starts, well, the team went 1-13 in those starts. They wound up losing 12 of them by 2-plus runs. You'd be down $1,219 if you bet the money line on the Nationals in all 14 of his starts. Patrick Corbin is not far behind. He is number four in terms of the least profitable pitchers out there in the big leagues. Bet $100 in every one of his starts. You're down $844. Now, this one is very interesting. I think that we're going to see a little bit of him moving forward. Blake Snell, if you bet $100 on every one of his starts for the San Diego Padres as far this season, he has eight of them. Guess how much you're down? $800. Padres, 0 and 8 in his starts thus far this season. The other least profitable starters outside of Snell and Corbin, Hunter Green, if you bet $100 on all of his 16 starts, you're down $965. A lot of people really got enthralled with his 100-mile-per-hour fastball, but, well, he needs a little bit of seasoning. And Frankie Montas, he's actually going to be on the mound on Thursday against the Detroit Tigers, and this is just a case in which nobody's driving any runs for him. I'm going to lay that out in the final segment, but bet $100 on every one of his starts for his 17 starts. You're down $1,078. Dalton Jeffries, a member of the Oakland A's. If you bet $100 on all eight of his starts, we might see him resurface during the second half of the season. You're down $505. Trevor Rogers, Lucas Giolito, Yusei Kikuchi, these guys wind up rounding out the top 10 in terms of your least profitable pitchers, along with Dane Dunning as well. Dane Dunning, very interesting case. When he pitches at Texas, rather trustworthy guy. When he pitches on the road, you want absolutely no part of him whatsoever. And one of your least profitable pitchers out there in the big leagues, he's currently in the bottom 20. With this regard, he is going to be going on Thursday as well. One Carlos Rodan, if you bet $100 on all 16 of his starts, you're down $446, mostly because it is a San Francisco Giants bullpen that's been a little bit less than trustworthy, even though Carlos Rodon, very solid pitcher. When you can't wind up having guys hold on the fort for you, that is very much an issue, and you're going to notice that in terms of the most profitable pitchers out there in the big leagues, a lot of these guys aren't necessarily your household names. Now, you do have an all-star or two 
towards the top end. We're just going to give you guys the top five right now. Your most profitable pitchers, if you bet $100 on them on every start in the big leagues thus far this season, Martin Perez, Logan Gilbert, Jamison Tyon, Joe Musgrove, Graham Ashcraft. I don't think that Tyon is necessarily too much of an outlier. He's on the New York Yankees, and well, the New York Yankees, all they do is win. Bet $100 on all 16 of his starts. You're up $639. Not necessarily because Tyon's been terrific. As a matter of fact, he's given up three-plus runs in six out of his last eight starts, but because the Yankees have been so dominant, Logan Gilbert, you're able to get him at relatively we saw prices and he's been in my opinion one of the best pitchers in the big leagues thus far this season. You're up 696 bucks if you bet on him and all 17 of his starts and Martin Perez became an all-star. You're up $851 in his 16 starts thus far this season. The plus prices on Perez have certainly started to dry up but he's been able to do a solid job in Graham Ashcraft. Not a guy that's necessarily been able to blow guys away with his fastball but he's done enough to be able to keep the Reds in games. He's sort of been in good spots as well. What you're finding with a lot of these top starters is that they're not necessarily ones or twos. They're going up against a lot of eight teams, three, four, and five starters, which I think is a little bit of a theme with regards to most and least profitable pitchers. The least profitable pitchers, well, they typically wind up drawing the short end of the stick, but that said, with Ashcraft, bet $100 on all nine of his starts. You're up $563 with them. More notable players that want it being in the top 20 with this regard. Max Freed, if you bet $100 on all 17 of his starts, you're up $431. Zone Cease, $419 if you bet $100 on all 17 of his starts. So these are guys they do find to be very interesting in. What I always find to be very interesting as well is the ballparks as well because there are some ballparks that they very much lend themselves the over. There are some ballparks that they very much lend themselves the under as well. And there's been one ballpark in particular that has really been standing out to me thus far this year, and that'd be Cincinnati. We have been on to Cincinnati a lot this season, and if you've been betting on the over there, it's been very successful. 46 games have been played in Cincinnati thus far this season. 26 have went over the total. There's only been two ballparks that have seen more overs thus far this season. That'd be the Mets, who right now 58.5% of their home games have wound up going over, and the Bull- and the Toronto Blue Jays with nearly 57% of their games having gone over the total. Now, with the Blue Jays, things did wind up drying up in terms of the over a little bit towards back half of the season. Out of their last nine games, only five of them did wind up going over the total, and I believe that out of their last 13 games, only six wanted going over there, but there was a big stretch where they were just hitting over upon over if you wind up dating it back from June 13th until July 3rd. Out of their 22 games, eight of them wanted going over the total. So they were able to do an amazing job of being able to cash some over tickets. They wound up having a lot of less than trustworthy pitching and the inning that had been in a little bit of a funk towards the first half of the season, that was really able to heat up as well. And what I always find to be interesting when it comes to a run line perspective as well is trying to find these teams that they do a relatively solid job on the road, especially your better teams, that they wind up doing a better job on the road. Right now, the best road record in baseball this season, that winds up linking back to the team that has been the best at being able to cover the run line as a favorite, the LA Dodgers. 30-17 and 17 is their road record thus far this season. Astros not too far behind. 31-18 and 18 on the road, but been playing a lot of wandering games with their offense struggling a little bit more. They oftentimes do wind up finding themselves as a little bit of a favorite as well, but what I also think is going to be very sneaky as well. Take a look at the back half of the season, the San Diego Padres and the way that they wind up playing on the road. 27-21 and 21 in road games thus far this season, and for the San Diego Padres, what you do want to be taking a look at is the way that their offense winds up excelling on the road as well, because the San Diego Padres 
are a team that they wind up sort of breaking the mold in terms of home and road splits as they are currently the lowest scoring team at home in the National League thus far this season. 3.5 runs per game at home. The only team in the entirety of the big leagues averaging fewer runs per game at home, that would be the Oakland A's. They're averaging 2.5 runs per game at home. They have been absolutely terrible, but on the road, the San Diego Padres, they get 5.1 runs per game. The only team in the National League averaging more runs per game on the road than the San Diego Padres, that would be the LA Dodgers. And then obviously, you've got the demonstrative home and road splits of the Colorado Rockies, 5.9 runs per game at home, compared to 3 runs per game on the road. So, that's going the Cincinnati Reds. They've been another one of those teams. Five runs per game at home, 3.5 runs per game on the road. That is sort of to be expected. That's just sort of what they are at this point. And then when it comes to just the overall pitching as well, a big reason why the Dodgers have been able to do a solid job on the road as well is that you just take a look at the way that they have been able to pitch home to road and it's been a little bit shocking. They've got a 306 home ERA, which in terms of a home ERA, that is the third best out there in the big leagues. That is the best out there in the National League as no other National League team has an ERA above a 331 at home. But on the road, this winds up shrinking to a 287. No team has better than a 316 road ERA in the big leagues and in the National League no team has better than a 357 road ERA and that actually belongs to the Atlanta Braves which they themselves have a better road ERA than a home ERA and with the Atlanta Braves they themselves boy you want to talk about a team that wound up being able to get white hot towards the back half of the first half of the season that would be your team as this is a bunch that they wound up at one point being 23 and 27 that was a remarkable turnaround that they were able to do after they wound up reaching that record of 23 and 27. They wound up going on an absolutely Herculean and scorched earth run, going 23 and 11 to be able to round out the first half of the season. That is certainly going to be something to watch out for, and hopefully this wound up providing you a little bit of insight. And we got to throw this in there. Matt Carpenter, he's averaging a home run every about six or so at bats for the New York Yankees. That is certainly a trend to watch as well when he's been out there for the New York Yankees. He's been able to do a solid job. So those are a few things that were takeaways for me for the first half of the season. A couple of pitchers to bet on, a couple of pitchers to bet against, some recent trends as well. So hopefully this wound up helping you out. And if you want to hear a little bit more of this, or if you just have something that you want me to dive into a little bit more depth on in general, at GUnit underscore 81 on Twitter, feel free to ask a question. If you've got a segment idea, comment, what have you, fire it in there. But coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you picks and analysis on all six games on the MLB betting board for this Thursday as we touch them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. 
every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back in Maui, Hawaii for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. One guest for you today. It is the final day of my trip. We're going to be more in a normal routine, most likely 48 hours from now. Might be 24 hours from now, but I'll be flying back from Las Vegas. But once we get back to Saturday, things will be back online as teams are getting back online. As we've got a couple games for today, hopefully you guys enjoyed just what I wound up taking you through in the first segment. Some of the trends that we wound up seeing in the first half of the MLB season. And on top of that... Some things that have been profitable and not profitable. So let's put those into play now as I wind up giving you guys picks and analysis on all six games on today's MLB betting board as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it. So it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GUNIT underscore D1. Now as I'm doing this, the... uh, Starters for the New York Yankees are a little bit to be determined. We're thinking that it's going to be 
Jordan Montgomery along with Jamison Tyon, but it's a little bit of question mark there. I saw on Fangraphs they were thinking it would be Garrett Cole, but Garrett Cole will be going on short rest. You could wind up seeing J.P. Sears, so do note that with those games, if you do wind up seeing like a switch of starter, that is going to be changing my line on this a little bit, but going to do my best to give you guys what I've all got, and we've got some low totals on these games, and that includes the DK Nation. Pick that up at the top as we go National League games first, then the American League games, and then the lone interleague game is going to be at the bottom. So let's get started with the DK Nation pick of 951, 952 on the betting board. The San Francisco Giants are on the road facing off against the LA Dodgers as it's going to be Mitch White who's going to be going for the Dodgers and Carlos Rodon is on the bump for the Giants. The Giants are friend themselves and between plus 132 and plus 140 underdogs. Meanwhile, Taking a look at the Dodgers. It's saying we're team minus 145 and minus 160. 8.5 is your total. The over and the under. Anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115. The DK Nation pick here is going to be on the under for one. Half of these games are currently off the board with the Yankees trying to figure out their starters. So we were a little bit limited on options, but I did wind up setting the total at a 7.8. So even this winds up going down to an 8, I am in on the under. And with the Dodgers, it has been very impressive to watch our bullpen this season because Greg Kimbrell, he has not been himself but you've had so many guys like an Alex Vasilla be able to step up in this bullpen. Yancey Almonte, Evan Phillips, these guys have sub-2-3 ERAs, and then when it comes to San Francisco Giants, it's been a little bit more trying for this bullpen, but they've really been able to come around the last, we're going to call it five or so weeks, as you've got John Brebbio who's been able to post up a sub-3-3 ERA, Jarlin Garcia, Camilio Duvall, Dominique Leon, these guys have been solid, Tyler Rogers. he's got overall for the year an ERA that is hovering right in the neighborhood at about 4-6, but you wind up having a nice stretch from late May until like early July, in which he was posting up right around 2-ish ERA, so he's been able to come along, and then with the San Francisco Giants, you really don't have a ton of power on this team. Wilmer Flores along Jack Peterson. They've got a combined 30 home runs. These guys have been terrific. Both hitting right in the neighborhood about a 250 and then on top of that you do have Thario Estrada hitting a 260 for this bunch as well but got a lot of underwhelming bats. Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, Tommy Lasell. They're all in between about a 240 to 245 but then you've got guys like Tom VR, Darren Ruff, Austin Wins when he's been out there. Brandon Crawford as he's been injury riddled this season all in a 227 or lower flip side for the LA Dodgers. You've got Dre Turner down for what? Along Freddie Freeman, both hitting above a 300 for Freeman. Seeing more like a 320. The power numbers are down 13 home runs this far this season, but he's been able to do a solid job of be a reach base. Mookie Betts has really been your power guy at the top. And a 265, 20 bombs. Will Smith gets jiggy with a 360 on base. 14 home runs, so no shortage of higher power here, but you do have Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, both really struggling this year, though I will say Justin Turner over the last, we're going to call it five weeks of the season going into the All-Star break, he was really hitting his form as well, and then with Carlos Rodon, you know what to expect out of him. He's been able to do a great job of being able to get swings and misses all season long. His strikeouts per nine rate, hovering right in the neighborhood about 12-ish. He's been able to do a good job both at home and on the road as well. 310 road ERA, 205 ERA at home. This is a man that in two starts against the LA Dodgers has given up just two runs across 12 innings, so he's been able to sort of prove that he's able to do a solid job there, and he's only given up four home runs over the course of one or five innings. And then for Mitch White on the flip side for the LA Dodgers, this guy's not necessarily been a dominator by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what? He's been serviceable. He's been able to come in, give this team a 420 ERA. Someone that's got relatively okay swing and miss stuff right now. He's getting right around 8.4 strikeouts per nine innings. He needs to work on the three and a half walks per nine innings, but it's backed up by a solid bullpen 360 home area compared to a 468 on the road, and it's given up right around 1.2 home runs per nine innings. I think that the Dodgers should be a favorite, but Carlos Rodon certainly should not be this much of an underdog. 
I was willing to take a plus 136 or greater with the San Francisco Giants. So that's where I'm going to be looking plus price with the Giants. And with the DK Nation pick, going to be writing up my play on the under. Now let's go into one of our two doubleheaders. 953, 954. Going to be in conjecture with 959, 960 on the betting board. Houston Astros going to be facing off against the New York Yankees. Now with the Astros, we know that it's going to be Christian Avier going in game one. And in game two, it's going to be Luis Garcia. Right now, for the Yankees, it's to be determined. you got to figure that Jameis Satayan is going to be most likely going in one of these games. I'm figuring that Jordan Montgomery is going to be going in the other. This is a little bit TBD, though, and I've got Tyon versus Ivier, along with Jordan Montgomery against Luis Garcia. And in both cases, the Yankees are a very slight underdog. In Montgomery versus Garcia, made Montgomery a plus 108 underdog. Tyon versus Ivier made Tyon a plus 117 underdog. And in Tyon versus Ivier, Seven or less, I'd be looking at an over. And on a seven half or less, we'll be looking at an under. Then in Garcia versus Montgomery, seven half or less, I'd be taking a look at an over eight or higher to the under. Now, we have actually seen a big trend in double headers in which north of 60% of games in game twos have actually gone under the total. But I think we could see a little bit of a reversal here coming off the Alistair break. These bullpens, they're going to be relatively well rested. So I do think that that is something to factor in. But you do have an Astros lineup that I believe is now going to have Jordan Alvarez back in the fold. He wanted missing the All-Star game. I wanted missing the last few weeks of the regular season, but sounding like he should be activated for this game, and that's big. He's got 26 home runs, hitting well above a throne, and you can tell that the Astros lineup without him, it was scuffling a little bit. Though you still have Jose Altuve, he's been able to do a nice job. He and Kyle Tucker combined 35 home runs. Tucker's hitting more around to 250, Altuve a 275, and then Jeremy Pena, 13 bombs. He's hitting right around 260 as well, but Yuli Gurriel, Alex Bregman, Elamendi's yes, they've struggled with the batting average for Bregman, to his credit, 356 on base, so he's still been able to keep the line moving, but then you take a look at the flip side for the New York Yankees. Hard to be able to hold this team down, the Astros have been able to do so. I'll get into their bullpen in a second, but you just take a look at this lineup. Aaron Judge has 33 home runs, and then John Carlos Stanton and Anthony Rizzo between 22 and 24 apiece. I mean, those three guys right there have more home runs than a few teams out there in the American League, like the Detroit Tigers. Now, Stanton and Rizzo need to pick it up a little bit with the batting average, but both of these guys at least at 319 on base. Matt Carpenter, by the way, He's getting a home run every about six or so at bats. 13 bombs and 79 at bats. He's hitting at 354. This guy's been a revelation. You got to figure that he's going to cool down a little bit. But these home runs, they are not necessarily solo shots very often because you do have guys who are able to get on base for this team. You got someone like an Jose Trevino hitting at 250. And then Gleyber Torres, Isaiah Kinnair Falefa, DJ Turned It Up LeMayu in between a 268. To a 280 and for Torres, he's been able to give the team 14 home runs thus far this season as well. So that's been rock solid for him. You do take a look at both of these bullpens though, and they're one and two in the big leagues in terms of ERA. Now the Yankees did wind up seeing their bullpen wear down a little bit more towards the first half of the season. You would like to see someone like Aroldis Chapman be able to get back online, but Michael King has been able to give the team a 2-2 ERA. If you need a little bit of long relief, slash a different starter, J.P. Sears has actually been solid. He's made a few starts. He's made a couple long relief appearances in 19 innings. He's only given up, I believe now, two earned runs. So he's been able to do a solid job, make that three earned runs for him. But these guys have been able to do a nice job holding down the fort, even with Chad Green out due to having Tommy John surgery. Even someone like Lucas Suki, who at the beginning of the season was not so great, he's been able to pick it up. But for this Astros bullpen, you've got a trio of guys in Ryan Sanic, Seth Martin, Martinez and Rafael Montero will have been able to post up a sub-2 ERA. 
thus far this season. And past that, Ryan Presley, he's been able to do a solid job. Enoli Paredes wound up missing the first start of the year. They wind up getting him back. You've had some very good innings with a three ERA out of Brian Abreu as well. So I do think that both of these pitching matchups are going to be solved, which is why I do wind up saying lower totals in both of these games. Now, in Tyon versus Javier, reason why I give Javier the very slight advantage in this one is because, well, let's call it what it is. He wound up being a part of a combined no-hitter when he faced off the against the Yankees last time. 13 punch-outs in seven complete innings. Now, last two starts have not necessarily been so great. He wound up giving up a combined eight runs over the course of eight and two-thirds innings, but that swing and miss stuff, it is still there. He is right now averaging darn near 12.7 strikeouts per nine innings. Only giving up one home run per nine innings. Big thing for him. The walks, six walks in his last two starts. And overall for the year, giving up in the neighborhood about 3.7 walks per nine innings. But Jameis Satayan, he's given up three plus runs in now five out of his last seven starts. So you do have some worry marks there. Now with Tyon, he's not going to walk a soul. This guy has been giving up right around one walk per nine innings. And that's not even really rounding. But he does have a 433 road area. He has been giving up the deep ball a little bit with 1.25 home runs per nine innings. Not necessarily a strikeout artist and opponents are getting a 258 off of him. So that's why I set Javier as a minus 117 favorite. And like I said, seven or less looking at an over seven half fryer to the under. And then in Montgomery versus Luis Garcia. The reason why I went with Luis Garcia as a slight favorite is that I do think that he's going to be a little bit better at home in the second half of the season. Last year, he wound up having very big home and road splits. His ERA at home was nearly 1.7 points better than it was on the road. This year, we've seen a reversal. 225 road ERA compared to a 504 home ERA. He has given up on a home runs per nine rate, 1.5 home runs, but the walks are solid, 1.6 walks per nine innings. His strikeouts per nine rate, right around 9.6. Opponents are only hitting a 209 off of him. At home, he's just been unlucky with out of the 15 home runs he surrendered in an equal amount of innings, 10 of them coming at home. I think that we're going to see a little bit of regression there. And for Jordan Montgomery, much like we wound up seeing with Jamison Tyon, he's done a very good job of being able to limit the walks. And what I will say, to the credit of Jordan Montgomery, it's not like he's out there being some bulldozer or a pitcher or anything like that. Just a 3-2 and two record in his 18 starts. But he does a good job of just being able to hold down the fort, giving up right around 1.7 walks per 9 innings. Guy that only gives you right around 7 punch outs per 9 innings. But home and road, he's been very consistent this year. 319 road ERA, 333 home ERA. Someone who allows opponents at nearly a 230 off of him. That winds up going up a little bit on the road, but I do think that he's going to be able to deliver a solid start. Now, I did wind up saying this total because I do feel like these pitchers are a little bit lesser than the pitchers in game one. More of a 7.7, so 7 half or less, looking over 8 or higher to the under, and made the Astros minus 108 in this spot. Now, let's go to the other double header. 955, 956, and 957, 958 on the main board. Tigers and A's are going to be going at it in game Game 1, Tariq Skubal is on the bump for the Detroit Tigers. And Zach Logue is on the bump for the Oakland A's. Game 2 for the Tigers, it is Garrett Hill. And Frankie Montas goes for the Oakland A's in game number 2. Let's hit on Skubal versus Logue first. And then we will polish up the Tigers and the A's game after that. And when it comes to Skubal versus Logue, I was willing to set... The Tigers has a minus 128 favorite. Right now, we are seeing the Tigers anywhere between a minus 138 to a minus 143. Meanwhile, if you're willing to take a shot on Oakland, you're going to be getting anywhere between a plus 120. And seeing as high as plus 132, 7.5 is your total. The under is minus 120, and the over is even. And getting a plus 130 or greater, I'm going to be willing to take a shot here on the Oakland A's with the Tigers. They certainly have a little bit of a pitching advantage with Tyreek Skubal, but he's given up three plus runs in six out of his last eight starts. You can tell that towards the end of the first half of the season, he was starting to wear down. Now, I think that a little bit of this was bad luck. You take a look at Tariq Skubal. His fielding independent is better than his ERA. He's given up less than one home run per nine innings. His walks per nine rate that's hovering in the neighborhood about 2.3. But I'm starting about a 250 off of him, but he didn't deserve the, shall we say, bad luck that he wanted getting towards the back half 
of that first half of the season because you take a look at what wound up happening to him and he wound up giving up at least one home run and I believe it was seven out of his last nine starts. So things wound up really regressing on him. Still doing a solid job, but we all get swings and misses. And for Zach Logue, he's actually faced off against the Detroit Tigers once before. As a matter of fact, in Detroit in May, he wound up being able to deliver seven scoreless settings. He's given up two runs or fewer in three out of his last five starts. Now, this is someone that is prone to give it up the deep ball, seven bombs, give it up in 29 and two-thirds innings. And for Logie, he's actually got a worse home area than a road area. Also, keep in mind with this game out there in Oakland, it is going to be a day game. So, I think that that's very important. As a matter of fact, 12.37 p.m. Pacific time, local time, is going to be first pitch time. So, the ball is not going to be trapped in the marine layer or anything like that. But with this Detroit Tigers team, it's hard to think that you're going to get too many runs in this game. Because you just take a look at all these guys and none of them have been able to get on base. Spencer Torkelson has actually been sent down to AAA. He was that bad. But, Jameer Candelario, Cody Clements, Akil Badu, Javi Baez, Tucker Barnard, Robbie Grossman. I mean, shall we go down the list of guys hitting a 215 or lower the team? Does that have a single guy that's hit for a double-digit amount of homers? As a matter of fact, 53 home runs as a collective thus far this season. John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge as a collective on the New York Yankees. Those two guys alone have more home runs than this entire Tigers team. Now, what the Tigers do have is bullpen pitching. They rank in the top five in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. They've been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Willie Peralta, but I mean, still, you've got Michael Fulmer who's been able to post up an ERA that's hovering right around 238. Alex Lang, Andrew Chafin, Drew Carlton, all these guys have below a 2-4 ERA. Gregory Soto is an all-star closer for this bunch as well. And for the Oakland A's, it's been a up-and-down bullpen. If you're able to get into the trustworthy guys, it's actually relatively solid. As AJ Puck, Domingo Acevedo, Sam Maul, all these guys have a 3-2 ERA or better. You've even been able to get a few solid innings out of Zach Jackson. He's got right around 3 ERA. When you wind up getting to like Sam Selman, Austin Pruitt, Lou Trevino and company, it's been bad news bears. But with the A's themselves, they're just a massive issue of being able to put bat to ball. Right now, you've got one guy with the double digit of formers, and that would be Mr. Seth Brown, and you just take a look at the way that these guys aren't able to get on base. Among guys that have had at least six at-bats this season, you've got nobody hitting above a 241. That would be Mr. Sean Murphy, Chad Pinders in that fold as well, and Ramon Laureano has been able to draw a few walks, but this is an Oakland A's team that they are currently averaging the fewest runs per game at home of any team out there in the big leagues. At home, they're hitting a buck 92 right now, and at home as well, they are averaging less than a home run per game. It's been absolutely deplorable what we've seen out of these guys, which is why I do mind saying them as a little bit of an underdog, but with that said, with the Tigers' lack of offense, it's hard to really have a lot of faith in them. Now, being a daytime game out there in Oakland, I think that the ball is going to be flying out a little bit more, so I do mind saying my total is 7.6 with a 7.5, especially at even juice. I'm willing to go over, and like I said, with the Oakland A's, plus 130 or greater, I'm going to be willing to take a shot on them, which is what I'm seeing right now, and then in Hill versus Montas, this is a total that I wound up saying at a 6.3. I'm going to be taking a look at an under with Garrett Hill. It was actually relatively solid at the minor league level. Not a guy that I think is going to go out there and throw like pure gas or anything like that, but I take a look at his first few starts. I like what I saw from him. Only four strikeouts in 11 innings. I think that he's going to be able to shape up a little bit more with that regard. And for Garrett Hill, only two starts. 
First start, very solid against the Cleveland Guardians. Gave up one run. Got Sheldon as XR against the Chicago White Sox. And the White Sox are a team that they've actually been able to get very hot with bats. So I don't necessarily fault them too much there. Frankie Montas should be a relatively sizable favorite here. With Montas, I do mind saying him at a minus 156. Currently, with the Oakland A's in this spot, we are finding them anywhere between a minus 150 to a minus 155. Plus 130 to a plus 142 is your price on the Tigers. And 7 is your total. Over is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 120. The under is anywhere between even and minus 110 and this is a spot in which I would want the ace on the money line I do not trust this offense on the run line especially with the run support that Frankie Montas has gotten he's been able to make 11 quality starts and the team is 3 and 8 in them and a quality start is where you go 6 plus innings giving up 3 runs or fewer and I mean for Frankie Montas he has in his last 3 starts lost all 3 by a count of 2 to 1 giving up 3 runs in that time span I mean this guy has just been getting completely hosed all season long he's getting right around 9.3 strikeouts per nine innings, giving up one home run per nine. He's getting 2.2 walks per nine innings, and you take a look at what he's done at home. 267 home ERA, and in his 11 starts, he's given up seven bombs and 70 and two-thirds innings. Opponents are a 213 off of him, and yet, he can't wind up getting to the winner's circle. I think that that's going to change against a Detroit Tigers team that's been, let's call it what it is, very poopy in terms of the offense, which is why I'm willing to lay this Oakland A's money line, but I don't trust in really either of these teams getting past, like, three runs in this spot, so I want to say my total a little bit north of six. Here at the seven, I'm going to be looking at the under, and I'm going to be willing to lay it with the Oakland A's. I'm willing to lay up to pretty much a minus 155, and we wrap things up with 961-962 on the betting board. The Miami Marlins are going to be playing us to the Walker, Texas Rangers. 55 Shades of John Gray is going to be on the bump for the Rangers, and Pablo Lopez is on the bump for the Miami Marlins. 7 is your total over and under, anywhere between minus 105, minus 115 for Miami. You're going to be getting them anywhere between minus 114 and minus 122. Meanwhile, on the Walker, Texas Rangers, anywhere between even money and plus 112 is your price on them. With the Miami Marlins, I wound up setting them at a minus 130, so I'm going to be willing to lay it in. Set my total a little bit north of 7. I think that the 7 is a little bit overreactionary, though I will say, for John Gray, he's been able to do a good job of being able to mow them down. He's getting 10.1 straight per 9, and he's giving up just 1 home run per 9. Worked on the walks, 2.7 walks per 9. When it comes to what he's been able to do on the road, a little bit less than what he's been able to do at home. A 412 road area compared to a 293 at home. He's given up just 6 home runs and 59 innings on the road, though, and as we know, Miami, very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark, and then you take a look at Pablo Lopez. He wanted to take it a comeback or about a month or so ago. Ever since then, he's been a little bit inconsistent, but now he seems to be refining his form. He has given up one run in three out of his last five starts, two runs or fewer in four out of his last five. He's been able to do a good job keeping the ball in the air, giving up one home run per nine innings, right around 2.9 walks per nine, nine strikeouts per nine, so all the numbers check out, and he's better at home than on the road. 235 home ERA, 326 ERA on the road with opponents seeing a buck 80 with three home runs in 46 innings. Now, for the Miami Marlins, they're currently not backing him up with a lot of offense. Ode Soler has been able to do a nice job. He's been able to submit a double-digit amount of long balls into the seats thus far this season, so that's been nice. You've got AC's Aguiar, who's been able to do a good job with 11 homers. He's hitting right around 250, and Garrett Cooper, he's been able to do about a 280 as well, but we've seen a little bit of a fall from John Birdie, Joey Wendell, both of these guys hitting between about a 270 to a 280, but you've got a lot of guys like Brian De La Cruz, Solero I mentioned a little bit earlier. They're struggling in terms of batting average, all these guys, coupled with Jacob Sellings, hitting below the Mendoza line of a 200 for Jacob Sellings, the other guys hitting right around at 210. Meanwhile, for the Texas Rangers, it's very much a balanced lineup team. Corey Seager has really leapt out with regards to his 22 home runs thus far this season. He's hitting right around 250 and 
Got a lot of guys on the seam there. Hitting in that neighborhood, if we're going to call it right around about a 220 to a 240. Marcus Simeon, Cole Calhoun, Josh Smith, Adelise Garcia, Andy Abanias when he's gotten opportunities as well. But got a lot of power on this seam. Other than Seager, you've got Adelise Garcia with 15 home runs. And then all these guys have between 10 and 13. Now Mitch Garvey is going to be out of the fold for quite a while, but he's in there. And then you've got Jonah Heim, Cole Calhoun, Nate Lowe, along with Marcus Simeon. And for Lowe, he's been with about a 270 for the seam and for the Rangers. They've got a top-down bullpen in terms of ERA as well. Brock Burke, he's been able to give you a sub-2 ERA. Matt Bush has been a little bit up and down, but I do like what you've been able to get as well out of Garrett Richards, Dennis Santana, Santana. You want to bring down a little bit along with Garrett Richards, but by and large, these guys have been able to do a relatively solid job this season. Joe Barlow is currently on with injury, but for the Miami Marlins, they've been in the bottom half of the big leagues in terms of ERA thus far this season. Anthony Bass has been able to give you a sub-2 ERA, but on top of that, you do have a lot of guys that have been less than trustworthy. Don't floral Richard Blyer a little bit north of a 4 ERA whenever Tommy Nance has been out there. It's been a little bit of a hot mess, so you've been able to get a little bit more out of Steven Oakert this year, 227 ERA. I do think that Pablo Lopez is going to go out. He's going to be able to give the better start, and I do think that being at home for Miami going to be big in this spot. Did what I'm saying, Matola, at some point, too. I think that we went a little bit too low with the Soto, especially with the way that the Rangers are starting to match and the way that they're bullpen. In the last, we're going to call it two weeks before the All-Star break, to wind up wearing down a little bit. So, looking at it over and looking at the Miami Marlins, and that will wrap things up for the Baseball Betting Show for this most wonderful Thursday. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean it does not matter. So, as per usual, please just send these into the timeline, otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you're at this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Buy the five-star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.